There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award-winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. Hey, this is Tyler Jones and you're listening to The Element Podcast. What's happening on my woods, people? That is new music right there, if I do say so myself. It is myself singing tunes off of the first wave of a new album that I am releasing. Uh, That is Bright Side of the Earth, um, which is the actual album, the track title. So um, it's a we're on the bright side of the earth right now. It's bright outside, Casey. It is, man. I just saw some blue bonnets and I saw some of the white varieties of blue bonnets which was kind of those dude. Yeah, dude i like the white uh indian paintbrushes a lot yeah those are neat i used to think we we used to live when i first moved out to lake fork area we lived in a pasture you know a, ca- a cow pasture bermuda uh pasture i don't know how many acres a few acres back then everything seemed gigantic you know when you're <laughs> small but uh it would literally this time of year it would start to just pop out in a red carpet and so i would go out there you know obviously walk down we lived uh on this lake was or this lot was on the lake and so we would uh you know i'd fish like every day of my life pretty much out there and on my way down i'd i would look for white uh indian paintbrushes man and they were they're rarity i mean yeah i I thought i don't know like are they albino uh i don't think albinism applies to plants i think it's just an animal feature okay albino is uh yeah that, that makes sense kind of because yeah. it's a melanin issue yeah. i guess yeah. right okay something like that yeah well i always call them albino ones because <laughs> i works. thought that was I mean, cooler that you know? neat. yeah um albinos are cool man yeah yeah um anyway man we talking to talking about the bright side of the earth we're literally we're in a, a bright sunshiny day right now on the way home from having an incredibly bright weekend as far as like spirits go man mm-hmm. like golly what a what a time we had, man. Yeah, that's a good opener. Best opener I've ever had? Maybe, uh, yeah, most definitely. Not the only, but that's definitely the best opener of turkey season <laughs> ever, man. That's like, that cool. was just, oh, I, I mean, we're going to dive into this pretty far, but I've never experienced that kind of turkey hunting, the kind where, like, you're doing what you see Will Primos do on TV. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Uh, Harold and... Uh, 
What? Uh, Dale? No. Not Dale. No. David. David and Harold. There we go. Yeah, David and Harold <laughs> yeah. style, man. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I was supposed to be turning right right here. That's right. Yeah. I will figure it out. Anyway, so, yeah, we, um, we went on a turkey hunt. We got basically um, permission from a friend of a friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, but there still are. Texas landowners out there that are generous. How about that? How about that, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy knows us, man, uh, or doesn't know us, you know, and, and he's, uh, through, I mean, his friend was out there the first night, our, our buddy Drew, and we got to hang out and have that camaraderie and do a little fishing, man. It was uh, it was just like the best just release, like a retreat of a weekend, you know? Yeah, and, sure. And it was cool because, I mean... We do things really hard sometimes, pretty often, actually, you know, with the camping out thing. And a lot of times our adventures are even backcountry, you know, overnight kind of things. Public land. Yeah. And, and this, we stayed in a ranch house. You yeah. Know? Not not that it was like the fanciest thing ever or anything, but it was really nice, yeah. you know. And there was a TV. Well and kept. A refrigerator. You know? and, oh, yeah, dude. It was, it was legit, Yeah, man. we cooked. We made ceviche, which we didn't even need a. Ugh. We only needed a fridge for that, really. Yeah. We didn't might not even needed that. It got cold this weekend. It did. We were our spirits were. I mean, it was a true roller coaster every weekend. I think you know, like people talk about it all the time, but this is a definite. Um, you know, as far as like temperatures and spirits and everything, like we we show up right, and it's like we're we're kind of expect this is a really heavily populated area of Texas as far as turkeys go. And so, which there are a lot of those places um, in Texas, and we just don't happen to live in one. <laughs> um, but we show up, and we end up, I and mean, it's a beautiful day, like upper 70s probably. Oh, yeah. And sunshiny. Su- Birds like, are going crazy. Winds you know? are light and variable. Yeah. I mean, it's just the perfect day. And so we end up fishing on the Brazos River, which is uh, part of the property uh, joins the Brazos River, the Clear Fork there, and we're fishing for sand bass, really. And um, there's a ton of gar rolling, and it's just like we're we're just waiting for a gobble to pop off at any mm-hmm. time, you know. And um, turns out we didn't we didn't hear any turkeys, and we we sent some calls down the river and stuff, and just to see if we could get anything to pop off, and nothing did. Uh, we caught you caught a gar. I did catch a gar. Yeah. yeah. On a little rattle trap, I think, or something. Yeah. And I, I I did a lot of filming in the beginning and then got out there with a flower rod, which probably wasn't the most effective means of getting things done. Uh, I think I got a couple of bites from gar, but there are a lot of long-nosed gar in there, and hooking one of them in the mouth is going to be extremely difficult with a single-hook fly, I think. It's pretty so. much extremely difficult with anything. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, in fact, did not hook mine in the mouth, so yeah, yeah. it's all right. That's what happens. Those gar will, like, swap at it, and they just don't get hooked, but you end up side-hooking them or something. Right, yeah. But it was, uh, it was, it was, we were, like, super juiced up about the turkey coming in. We end up, like, getting super relaxed and doing the fishing thing, but then we're like, man, we should, we should have tried to roost some birds instead, maybe. And we had, like, 20 minutes left of daylight, and we start, uh, Drew starts showing us around the place, and it's a beautiful property. I mean, this is... This is one of those ones you see in a Texas real estate magazine, and you're oh, just yeah. like, ah, oh, can I just have it? And um, anyway, right at right at dark, we go to one of the last places on the ranch that we were going to, and he's like, I want to show you this little lookout over the river. It's awesome, you know. It's basically they call it a, some deer blind, you know, but it's it's really I don't think you would shoot deer out of it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever shot a deer out of it. But it's just this huge overlook on the river, and as soon as we pop up. Over, like oh, over this crowns ridge. of our heads. Yeah, it was like as soon as that that visual happened for these birds down in the river bottom, it was like <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's they, when the stoke factor went real high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did, and it actually probably kind of changed our. I mean, it definitely gave us a direction for the next morning. You yeah, know? it did, and. I kind of, I, I honestly, I did wonder about it, but um, I know Drew was hyped up about it, and you, and you were, and I was too. I mean, I, like I, I thought, well, uh, we also knew that there were what we thought were hens on our side. It was too dark to really tell, but there were there were turkeys on our side that weren't making any gobbles, mm-hmm. and so we were like, well, maybe these gobs will will fly across to these hens in the morning and be on our property or be close and we can set up in this corner of the property pull them over right with some calls yeah and we really 
he didn't do a great job of like figuring the place out you know before dusk so we didn't have a lot of direction and that was like the one thing we could cling to minus just looking at the map and being like oh probably over here yeah which in hindsight may or may not have been better for us that morning yeah however yeah. that next morning but i was glad to i was on i mean not to take away from your story here but I was glad to be relaxed that afternoon and do that fishing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, man. That like, was awesome. And, and we talked about this before. I mean, I mentioned it just a second ago, but we do, like, so much just running and gunning, full effort, full throttle, that sometimes it's pretty nice to just kick back and just do something fun and easy, yep. you know? And yep. that just chilling in the river, laughing, having mm. a good time, you know, that's that's good, man. It's it's part of what makes weekends like this really fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it I think it kind of plays into you know what we're going to get into here in a second and you'll understand what we're going to we're going to make a, a film over this. Yeah. And that that whole concept um, of like the from the start there with the fishing trip or fishing trip, you know, you know, a little trip down to the river there and fishing that evening. It like plays into a bigger concept that you that you kind of have been like I guess trying to grasp or trying to understand uh, in the turkey world in the social side of things as, and and just uh, the spring the spring hunting other than I, mean, I know you've done all the spring hogs you know yeah. but that's not really like based around a camp and it's usually kind of I mean, we got hogs in our backyard, so it's like go out for the day and then mm-hmm. you go back home, right? Well, that's what around home we don't have turkeys to hunt. So when you got you know cabin fever in the spring, it's like what are you going to do? And then go outside and shoot pigs, which is fun. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but like you just see like all this hype about turkey hunting, you know, on TV and social media here and there and everywhere, and it's just like I don't get it, you know, because we don't have them at mm-hmm. home. And a lot of people that I I know. Uh, and know are good people like really get into it and it's like okay so something's up with this it's not just like some weirdos that go out there and hunt turkeys you know like <laughs> yeah. it's got to be cool so I'm glad that uh, we got to go and kind of experience that and I think I came away with a little bit different uh, maybe not different opinion of it but like a more learned yeah. idea of what it's all about right right it was so the the, the fishing trip and the turkey scout happened the first evening. We ended up the next morning literally at daybreak, front of the century. Like, I mean, not not really, but like, you know, I mean, oh, if yeah. you were, if it was deer season, you'd be like, holy smokes, it's 24 degree drop yeah, in exactly. an hour here, you know. I'm going to have a wind switch 30 minutes before daylight. Like, it's going to be <laughs> awesome, right? Yeah. And nope, it was terrible because it was oh. spring instead of fall. Yep. And we went from turkey weather I, well you know how like i don't know what weather app everyone uses but we use that underground or whatever a lot of times and it has a temperature like prediction for the day and it's usually peaks and valleys right well saturday was just a straight diagonal line down for the warmest it ever was was at midnight and it got colder throughout the day yeah. all the way till the next midnight so yeah that's a cold front man oh it was it was for real. I mean, the, the longer that we stayed out there, it just kind of got where it was. You're 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 at the point where you're like, we had some of these days when we were deer hunting this this winter and fall, and it was like, man, it's just a miserable cold day. It's getting colder the whole day out there. You're out there dragging around trying to trying to kill something, and you know with deer, like you're like things can happen. Mm-hmm. With turkeys, you start to go, well, it's getting later in the morning. The wind is blowing. It's literally gusting to 25 miles an hour. Um, can't hear anything really. I've, I'm packed light because it's spring and you're not supposed to have 30-degree temperatures in Texas in the spring. And anyway, by 10 o'clock, we were both getting pretty hungry and kind of wondering what we're doing. And yeah. I think I asked you at one point, I said, dude, if we don't kill a turkey on this trip, as much of a slam dunk as we thought this was going to be, or how disappointed, like, scale of 1 to 10, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I had to really understand what that 1 to 10 was. <laughs> yeah, we had, to, like... we had to clarify that. It wasn't like a 1 to 10 of the world sadness, you know? Yeah. It was like hunting sadness. Yeah, the hunting scale, hunting scale of sadness. That's pretty <laughs> That's good. It. <laughs> That's it. So... Anyway, you. I think you gave me a four. Yeah, right? I think I gave yeah. you four or four and a half. I was surprised at that which, because for you, you know, that's that's. I feel like a, as positive as you are, that's pretty, 
pretty sad. Yeah, well, you know? I, I want to kill a turkey, mm-hmm. man. You know, I understand. And, it's, and I think what was the worst part about that at that moment was the last time we really tried to kill turkeys, it was the same scenario. Two years ago, you and I took a turkey trip to yep. some public land <clears throat> and less birds, and <laughs> the cold front was just as bad. Yep. I don't think it was quite as cold. It was windier, but it was though. windier. Like, mm-hmm. our tent blew all night long. <laughs> we didn't hardly all sleep. <laughs> yes, it was rough, rough. And uh, I don't know. I think that that was why I was feeling pretty gloomy, just because I've had experiences to where it didn't matter what level of positivity you have. If it keeps going the way it's going, it's not going to be good. Yeah, it's know? just, I mean, it's like, uh, it'd be similar. I, I, nobody's going to understand that. That's not a good one. <laughs> Uh, it's a bass fishing thing. Uh, there will be some that understand it, but I won't go to, into it. But, yeah, you're right, man. Like, um, you know, it does it does get kind of start to wear on you when the weather is starting to wear on you, and, mm-hmm. and then your mentality and really, starts to go. And really, we were there all the way until, okay, right before we decided to turn in for lunch, we decided to make a little hike, a little walk around, and just um, – we can kind of cover it's not a very big place right uh, considering like compared to most public land tracks i mean i think there was 400 acres so right? yep that's about right and um we could cover a lot of the turkey country in an hour or so so we made a big walk to go look for kind of just birds or sign or whatever and we find a few tracks you know and, and we're kind of like huh, okay this is cool well um kind of not spirits lifted but like maybe just reassure that you know what there are at least birds here um went back to go eat lunch and food always makes you feel better for one thing and for two especially when the food is really good and that lunch was when we ate the ceviche that we had made yes the night before and it was oh so good let me just brag on kc for a second here brag on lime juice dude okay well first (laughs) let me brag brag on drew yeah drew caught like two five pound hybrids that that afternoon before we even got there or we'd have been in trouble yeah but uh I think when I think those white whites are a little more active during hot sunny weather than mm-hmm. they are in that afternoon shade, you know. Yeah. And so, but and so, but it's still, you know, Drew's a good fisherman. I'm not trying to say anything, but um, I'm just I was like when I came down the riverbank and saw those two things on the stringer, I was like, golly, those are big. Uh huh. And so we ended up KC uh, cleaned them in the Brazos River, threw them in the red mud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't throw one. Drew did, and my eyes were like, "Oh!" But it, it ended up fine. It washed off. Yeah, 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 it did. It was. He was like, "Yeah, just throw it right there," and you were like, uh, "I can't." <laughs> but uh, anyway, cleaned them up, and then we took them uh, back up to the camp house. You wash them off, cut the red meat off, and and like really trimmed them up well. And I don't know it. You, it's hard to think of a finer food, but. You basically put the you trimmed all the meat up, put it in there, and then you cut limes and uh, had onions and tomatoes, which were our sandwich tomatoes, because uh, Drew bought red bell peppers and thought they were tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to cut our sandwich tomatoes up. But then uh, jalapenos—I don't know if I said that—but uh, put it all together. Cilantro, man. You forgot the cilantro. Cilantro. Oh, that is the ingredient of all ingredients. And I'm going to use a word of yours, squoze lime That's juice right. all up in it. Yeah, dude. And, um, it, like, we let it sit, and that lime juice cooks it, in case you're not familiar with what ceviche is. It denatures it, is what. So cooking is a form of denaturing, yes, right? Yep. So you rearrange the proteins. There's they, no heat involved. It turns white. Oh, so And it looks, it looks like cooked fish. I mean, it, yeah. And you just take tortilla chips and dip and dip a bunch you try to get every ingredient on one chip that's right you know what i mean and a little extra jalapenos sometimes yeah yeah and you know what that was the least fishiest ceviche i've ever had mm-hmm. I, I don't mind a little fishy taste and that hardly had any no it was so good it was so good and we we ate it for two days yeah and we ate the whole i mean there was a giant cooking <laughs> it's like a gallon at least of ceviche we ate, we ate. <laughs> we ate all the fish out of it yes. there was just a few veggies left in the bottom yeah. we were like all right we're done and uh anyway but casey did a great job with thanks it, man. man appreciate I mean, it thanks um, to drew for catching the fish and you for uh documenting the whole thing yeah dude so <clears throat> where were we at that we, was lunch that was that lunch. was lunch sandwiches too so let's yeah. touch on this this is kind of uh, silly but I don't eat a lot of sandwiches, so sandwiches are good. 
man. Like when you yeah. don't eat them often, like it's not like your everyday lunch or whatever. Sandwiches are tasty. Yeah. So sandwiches and ceviche with chips, it's pretty on par. It was so great. We filled our bellies really nice. That's right. And you know um, what happens to me when I get my oh, belly full. Oh, it's sleepy time, <laughs> and we're watching golf. So. Like, don't get me wrong, I like golf on TV. It's a lot of fun to watch, but like Drew had it, left. There's just a yeah. It's, Drew had left by this time. And so he, that means golf is on. Yeah, the he's TV. a he's a semi-pro uh, golfer. So um, played for for your alma mater. Yeah, yeah. He played at A and M, man. Um, yep. Pretty. We actually had the same coach, uh, but I wasn't. But you were a pro golfer. No, I just took <laughs> took that as my phys ed. But uh, anyways. Um, Drew had left, so Tyler and I were just chilling. Drew had left golf on the TV, and we probably couldn't find the road, so we just watched it. And uh, actually, Tyler was playing a head-to-head with Roy McIlroy when we first came yeah. in, so that was, like, worth watching. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, and then some, you know, the guys who, like, nobody claps for came on the TV, <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of nap time. They're trying to make the, the... Yeah, trying to make the big dog tour or yeah. whatever. Um, and so I'm watching a little TV. um, and Tyler's snoozing real hard. I snooze for a while, and then I, I like wake up and look out the window, and what do I behold but four hens and a gobbler? <laughs> you can down see down the hill. You can see well off of this. Oh, like the the ranch house goodness. is up on this bluff, and it drops down into river bottom basically from there, which is a long ways off. You can't yeah. see the river, but yeah. So that so yeah, and there's like a flat, like a mesquite flat down there. It's got like an old deer feeder and some stuff around, and these turkeys like love to work through this area because there's like a gravel road from the other property that tees into that little spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't we haven't hunted it enough to really figure it out completely, but you can like we've learned what the turkey travel is through there. Yep. And they love to walk through there during the day. So I wake up and freak out a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I can't just wake Tyler up. Like, ah! you know, he's gonna be like, what's wrong? Um, so I like walk around. And I'm trying to, like, evaluate if I need to wake Tyler up or not. Like, I don't know why I was didn't. I'm hearing. I'm, I start to hear in footsteps, like, heavy <laughs> footsteps. Like, you can tell that somebody's anxious. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, there's a gobbler and some hens out there. Yeah. And you're like, you're lying. <laughs> nope, I'm not. So from that point, uh, we dispatched, like, very uh, hastily from the house. And... In retrospect, we should have probably taken a little more time mm-hmm. and like been ready to just stay when we did that. I believe. Or was there? Am I missing an event? Did we? Did this happen twice? No, I think we're. I think okay, we're that's, talk, yeah. that's on the that's on the mark. You're okay. on the mark. Yep. Okay. So, so did we go down there and chase those birds? Didn't get them and came back. We went down there um, and the birds had moved off. Uh, we saw which direction, so we went down there, came in from the other side of this little like mesquite flat opening, because uh, we needed you need an opening kind of. You don't want, I don't know. It's probably the same. Uh, probably has some similar elk hunting characteristics. Not like the doorway kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, you gotta you want the bird to see the the decoy before it's like 15 yards from it. You yeah. know, if you can help that. So we went up to the opposite side of this little flat and just sat down. Uh, in the best spot we could find, got the decoy out, and it was. Um, we started calling, and did we hear him? We didn't hear him or something. I can't remember. Uh, but eventually, KC sees a bird coming, and he's like, "It's a gobbler," and so he was like, "Isn't it?" And I was like, "I think so." I'll start looking at it. I can see it. We it was it like, little Jake. Yeah, it like you could tell it was a gob. But it's like the smallest beard of a Jake I've probably ever seen. It was very tiny. And he was real cautious. I think he probably had, had been, uh, got the spurs to the chest a few times already this season or something. You know, <laughs> he was like real wary of things. We end up, we both know what's going to happen. Like, we, we, we are not David and Harold. In the matter of we, if a Jake comes in, it is getting smoked. Oh, that's right. So we're looking for some turkey meat. And uh, comes he comes to, uh, we didn't get great footage, but we got a little bit, and he comes into, like, a long ways out. He was like, well, first place we saw him was, like, probably, okay, well, I said 50, and you thought I said 15. <laughs> yeah. So you were looking a much closer distance oh, than what I was I, freaked out. Yeah. I was like, this dude is, he goes <laughs> right behind the stump at 50 yards. And I, saw, I was thinking, right behind the stump at 15, because there was a stump at 15. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Well, that Jake kind of works in probably five yards, and he's cautious the whole time. And then he turned and, like, was leaving. 
and you were like, take that shot if you want it. And, and I think you were like saying like, you weren't telling me to shoot, but you were saying if you want to shoot this bird right now, go ahead. I might have said it. it as if I was telling you though. Yeah. But I just we, you had said that if if he if he starts to leave that you wanted to try to shoot. Yeah. And so it was it was communication was tough because the wind was still whipping, dude. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to be quiet, you know. And we're on two sides of a tree, kind of. But yeah, I end up. I think he was a little far, is what ended up happening. I oh, took yeah. the shot and uh, I like I was a little bit apprehensive, not because I was like worried about wounding the bird, because wasn't going to reach but that's why i was like i don't think i'm going to be able to kill this bird at this distance yeah especially with the wind the way it was and it was kind of a crosswind mm. so i don't know shot and turkey flew off and didn't really even hardly act hurt yeah so um i don't even know that we found one feather i think yeah right there from that bird so i didn't hit him very hard at all um I don't know, just it. kind of kind of a tough little scenario situation we talked a lot about this in the moment where um, it gets tough calling, but to me, it makes a lot of sense to not put your decoy directly between you and where a bird is going to come from, because then they're going to be looking past the bird at you, like, moving around. and Or even just see a dark spot back there, like, because yeah. they're looking right pretty just, much at it. Yeah, they're weary of just anything, right? Like, I, so they're going to be a little bit spooky, whatever yep. things like that are going on and, and it doesn't take a whole lot to spook a turkey right like um i don't think it actually happened to me this time but i can remember one time when i was uh deer hunting in south texas i was up in a tripod 110 yards from my feeder and there were turkeys at the feeder and i like scratched my nose or something in a turkey like <laughs> you know it's like golly they can see they can man it is so crazy in, but you ended up ranging the spot yeah. I think it was 60 yards, wasn't it? Uh, 57. 57. And we, yeah. I mean, it, that's, he was, he was at least that. You yeah. Know, like, he was there. He was way out there. And so, um, anyway, yeah, we, we didn't find, you know, obviously didn't find the bird because he just, he flew a long ways before we ever lost sight of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was getting it. Um, so, at that moment, like, it was kind of like a bittersweet kind of thing because we're like, hey, we almost like really killed a turkey who came into the decoy. Yeah. So that was And we cool. had also seen some hens there when we first showed up. We Did we? F- the first, when we first got to the ranch, we're walking to put our bags oh, yeah, yeah, okay, into yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. And we had seen hens in that same spot. So we were like, man, there's something here, you know, something yeah. going on. And and it's it's right alongside this draw system uh, where we, we were figuring that they were also... Uh, roosting some in in along this draw on these big mm-hmm. trees, you know. So I think it was just a travel route to find turkeys as much as anything. Uh, not to mention, like you said earlier, there's a Cleachie Road there that um, I think you know midday after they've been eating all morning, they're going to go get rocks mm-hmm. right there and feed on small pebbles so that they can crush it, up, crush up their food, you know. Um, but we, I got mad after that because <laughs> I was like, ah, why am I such a baby? Why did I? sleep in the middle of the day i should have been grinding it out like we always do you know yeah and uh in hindsight now i shouldn't have been mad because uh what we went up well let's talk about what we did before we went back to the cabin we got out because we decided that we were going to come back there and hunt because there's something to the place Mm -hmm. and since we had just messed messed it up with the the shotgun shot and everything said okay you know let's get up what the Jake happened before the naps. I thought it did. It did. Yeah. yeah. Remember? It was as soon as we got back, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And then we took naps, and then, then we saw we saw more birds, more birds down there. So yeah. I had forgot. I had forgotten about that. Yep. But when we went, so just kind of meshed these all together. People. Sorry about this. Guys. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but after we shot at the Jake, we got up and established a route in and a specific tree we wanted to sit at Mm -hmm. and it made like all the difference in the world for the rest of our weekend of success yeah where we were able to like follow a a dense tree line um out it's kind of a longer walk but out and around this flat and come up like this really steep ravine to where turkeys cannot see you until you pop up right at the tree that you're gonna sit on and it's like a i don't know five trunked hackberry elm mix like yeah not not like they're hybrids but like there's two different types of trees in this <laughs> yeah. little glob little blob or trees or whatever anyways like we like 
got all tactical on the turkeys, and That's it right. worked out for it us. It did, dude. Like, and it's cool because you can take things that you know just about hunting generally and be like, okay, how does this apply to a bird, right? How does this apply to turkeys? Like, how can I use this? And there's a big dark stump. We're going to be two big dark things up underneath there. So it's not like it's going to look out of place like it would in other places. Like where, we're, for instance, with that Jake, I kind of was just sitting out in the open because I kind of was just stuck right there because yep. we're trying to call turkeys in. But anyways, so interject the story that we told earlier to now. Yeah. Okay. So All that sleeping happened. I got woke Tyler up. Then we snuck down there. And yep. And Tyler's, this was, so you had seen several hens and a gob at this time. Yeah, he was strutting. Yeah. When I woke up. He was full strut down there in this flat. You know, it's we just like, like oh, oh, my goodness. We were juiced up. He goes, he goes. as soon as I woke up, he was like, there's a strutter down there right now. He was, I was, he was like, look. I was like, you are lying. And I <laughs> sat up and looked down there. He was there, you know. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. So we end up, key points that you make there, because we, we end up taking this kind of long way around um, like we had planned on and coming up that draw to the base of the trees that we wanted to sit beside Mm -hmm. and that draw was like a key factor in what happened next because as soon as we kind of popped out of the draw you see turkeys at like i don't know 60 yards or whatever did i yeah oh as soon as we pop out and we start setting up there's turkeys right right there yes and so across the fence over there yeah so this place that we're hunting right here um is probably what 30 yards from the property line or yeah. something like that right like where we're set up and we're actually going to shoot turkeys further over onto our place but there is a fence between us and these turkeys i do see um i think i caught a hen she saw me like did the whole like not freak out and run away but like got real nervous and moved Start moving yeah in. and i she never like balked you know or whatever they call it you know um that's the bad noise <laughs> yes um it's like an elk bark which some guy on YouTube told me, he, like, educated you, me on that the other day. That's a good thing to know, man. I'm glad he <laughs> yeah, told you that. That means that the elk found you, if you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> In case you didn't know that once that elk ran off, <laughs> now yeah. you do. Um, anyways, yeah, so ends up we spot one, maybe two gobblers with those hens, and they're just, like, working back and forth all up in this, like, cedary, hackberry thicket stuff up on the side of this hill and we're calling to them, and the gobblers want to come to us, but those hens are still with them, and they won't leave. And finally, they moved off. I mean, we probably did that little exchange oh, um, yeah. for 30 minutes, and, like, you did a couple belly crawls to try to get a decoy out for them and yeah. stuff. And, and he came back at one point yeah. and was dogging one of those and, hens or oh something. Oh, my gosh, like, their, their head was so crimson. Yeah. And that's, like, what you could see through the brush was, like, just a little red dot popping yeah. around it wasn't a red bird either probably. <laughs> yeah it was awesome dude yeah. i mean and we were we were pretty juiced up well we didn't they move off and so we're like well it's you know it's still early afternoon i think it's probably like maybe three o'clock or something mm-hmm. like that and we're like okay well we're just gonna sit here because this is obviously a travel route you know from from basically our, through this kind of draw system to the other property up through these uh, these Kalichi roads and, and on to wherever that property goes. And so we sit there a little bit longer. We kind of hit the Yelp every, you know, 10 minutes or so, five, 10 minutes. And, and, uh, we've been sitting there how long? Um, it was probably 45 after minutes after those turkeys left. I yeah. think it was, I think and I shot, well, it was like four o'clock, I believe. Yeah. And so you are like, all of a sudden you're like, because uh, we're we're set up expecting that maybe this gobbler will come back, knowing that he heard stuff and he'll mm-hmm. get tired and disinterested with these hens that <clears throat> won't do what he wants them to. And anyway, we're sitting there and you're like, uh, "There's turkeys coming down the down the road over there," and I couldn't see them. And you go, "It's it's it's a tom, it's a tom." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so uh, I guess you can tell. You're what you were seeing at that moment. I mean, did I, he strut like right off the bat? No. Or? What happened was, uh, okay, so uh, you had commented after this on my ability to stay calm when I see turkeys, <laughs> yeah. and um, that's true. I, I, I kind of hold it together, but I can remember because this is like the first time that I've had a tom come in, right? Like legit, like full grown turk. Um, I remember saying. Turkey's coming down the road. 
And then I said, it's Gobbler. It's Gobbler. The way I was identifying it is I could see that, that beard dangle yeah. at that distance. And I'd be like, that's how I, was, I remember that one. Dude. He kind of came up on this little rise, and I saw his beard dangle, and his head was red. And he, like, <laughs> did a little sideways head cock thing, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, Dude, what, you, uh, there's something. Casey has, like, this this way of saying um, – like there are turkeys coming or I see turkeys that's like so conversational that it takes me like a good three seconds to actually register that there are <laughs> turkeys coming. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's, it's just like at one point, uh, you, when the Jake, when the Jake came in, you were like, you said something like, what if those birds are out there? There's a turkey coming. <laughs> it was like it was like in the middle of the sentence, and you just kept on with that same like attitude of what you were saying, you know. Yeah. And I was like, it took me like five seconds to realize, and then I was like, how far? And you like fifty, and I thought it was fifteen. Mm. So at that point, it was a, it well, was a debacle. But. The same thing happened with this bird, except it was the inverse of that. Yeah. Um, I said, because so, like he's on the other property, right? And there's a road through there that they had kind of pushed up some 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 berms next to, mm-hmm. and I said. He's right by the red dirt on that hill. And, well, behind this other bush thing that I can't see, there is another red dirt hill. <laughs> like and another 30 or 40 yeah, yards Yeah, 30 away. or 40 yards behind it. And the same bush thing is covering my red dirt hill from Tyler. So <laughs> we're both looking at different red dirt hills, <laughs> and I'm like... This turkey's getting close. I'm and Tyler's just like, where's it at? I can't see I'm it like anywhere. I'm like craning my neck. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I couldn't see the turkey either because he'd gone behind that. And I thought, I was worried he was, like, moving around us or something. No. He was behind that red dirt hill. He came up, saw our decoy, and kind of, like, got, like, all uh, Twitter-pated and hopped back down. <laughs> And started strutting right there, and then all of a sudden, I just see the tips of fa- of his fan come out from behind the red Ooh. thing, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "It's happening, boys! It's Dude. happening!" And it was, and I on. think you finally saw him about that time too, uh-huh. and then you were like, "Oh shoot, he's right there!" <laughs> yeah, it was like thirty five yards. Yeah, and was, so yeah, and then so he he starts he starts you know kind of coming out from there, and we're both oh. able to see him, and. It took how long, dude, to get across the fence? It was seven hours in turkey time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To, for him to cross the fence, I guarantee you, is at least ten minutes. Dude, it was. I, what was hilarious is like knowing that this is the first time you really ever had a spring gobbler come in on you yeah. like this. What you said was hilarious to me, like because we're sitting there and it's been like five minutes and this turkey has moved like hardly at all, and you're like, he's moving like one yard a minute and i was like just started laughing i was like dude this is like epic for your first i mean my first gobbler ran in i got to see him for all of you know about four seconds before it was time to shoot yeah but this one gave us the show oh my gosh and he's straying the whole time like and uh it's kind of windy and you could hear it better than i could i think but he was doing the whole drum and spit and finally he worked when we first saw him, he was seven yards, eight yards from the fence, right? <laughs> and he finally crosses underneath the fence, and that's when it's like, oh, safety click. Yep. You know, like it's like, oh. Yep. And he's in range at that point in time. Yeah. Like he's like 35 yards or closer. Mm-hmm. But there's some brush, and we're trying to get film, right? We're trying to get yeah. footage. Um, and he kind of like ends up actually working closer to us than I thought he was going to. So then it's like a whole new level of, of like anxiety yeah. where – I, I, okay, now I have to really stay real still because this turkey's 20 yards away. What are we yeah. going to do? And He got a, close to some green briars there. Yes. And that was like, it was like a jail almost. It like yeah. held him there for forever. Well, we were th- thinking that, but ends up, he finally, I, I, I whispered to Tyler, said, he's going to take, then when he takes three yards further, I'm going to shoot. Right? Yeah. Well, it, it took... Like, without exaggeration, five to seven minutes for him to do that. <laughs> He's just sitting here strutting in this one place behind this green briar. And then we see him it's go. probably like 15 yards from our decoy or a little more, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, what, like 22 from us, right? Or something yeah. like that? 26, I 26. think. 26, okay. Yep. And finally, he goes up and then back down. 
and we're like, oh, there was something in the way. Yeah. And he was just hung up behind what ended up being a big log. I knew but as it soon was as really he. really cool. I was running low on battery on my camera. Yeah. And so I was having to, like, I had been filming for, like, 20 minutes or more. And my batteries on my camera, it's a, a whole other story, but driving me crazy. But they're like i'm starting to really dwindle on this battery and i'm literally watching it go down one percent like every 30 seconds and i'm like dang it so i had to turn my camera off like three different times so finally when he goes up on that log that we saw him go uh-huh. up on that's when i knew it's about to happen it's about to <laughs> go down but what was cool is that he like went up there and was full strut up on top of this log yeah it was and then like he like in full strut steps down and that's when I think you said you can shoot him right there or something like that. Yeah, like I'm ready. And, and uh, yeah, that's when it went down. And <laughs> I ended up actually not shooting him like dead on as I would have hoped to. I hit him a little bit more body, but got a few pellets in his head. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been. We talked about it could have been the wind or something, or it might have just been me aiming a little bit too far back, or I don't know. But what was really neat is you filmed it in 120 frames per second, and at 120 frames per second. You can straight up see the pattern. You can see like, the pattern, it dude. Is si- like, you can see the pellets going through the air yep. into the bird. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> it is, dude. It was, oh, I like I wasn't, I not one time did I get to the point where I was like shaking until right after you pulled the trigger and oh, I was like shaking oh, so bad. I forgot to mention this. I pulled the trigger and nothing happened the first time. <laughs> like, I'm like, I squeeze the trigger and like, I don't care who you are. All right. The, you can stand on your high and mighty box or you can really admit it. Uh, you flinch a little bit, especially yep. with shotguns with three and a half inch magnums <laughs> yep. when you pull the trigger. And it's okay on shotgun, right? Like, you're not, like, you're not, it's not about accuracy as much. And um, I like do that little like flinch thing, like brace for the shot, really. And nothing happens. And, I'm like, and I was, crap? I'm sitting there filming, and like he's in the hole. Like the hole yeah. is not very big, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I had told him, you know, you can shoot him whenever. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he just pulled the trigger, but I'm not 100. <laughs> yeah. percent yeah. But then, like, I don't know. I, I didn't like full rack my shotgun, but I pushed the um, the slide forward some with my left hand and squoes off and that's and, and that's where he died and that might be why i hit him a little far back because i was a little bit panicked and mm-hmm. moving around a little bit but yeah. uh either way he he, he flopped couldn't and, stop the flop nah <laughs> got him down dude and i was like it was just like a moment of elation it where was it was like oh. dude we just really did it like I and so i know happy. if you live in a turkey state or you hunt turkeys often Maybe you don't understand that, and that's okay. Uh, I, I would really love to be able to do this more, but for me, like, that was a monumental thing. Like, I don't care how big the bird is, how old it is, whatever. It was awesome that it was a big, mature tom. But, like, I've never done that. I'm 30 years old and have tried a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, like, every season, but tried multiple times throughout my life to make that happen. It just, man, Dude, so I, cool when I've it done it a, a handful of times, and it's not easy. Like, it, it just... I don't know. You got to, it all boils down to like, you got to be on a property that the turkeys are on that morning and you got to be in a spot where they want to work through and -hmm. and hope that like, I just feel like with deer, they're more widespread, you know, like it feels like all your turkeys in a lot of places, they're going to be on the guy with the river bottom. Mm -hmm. Whereas you could be in a kind of subpar spot with deer and you're at least going to see some deer that morning, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, with turkeys, it could be a whole different thing. So it, it is, man, it's a big deal, man. And, and, congratulations Thanks, i already man. told you that thanks but, for the help dude oh it was I, I i was literally shaking after you pulled the trigger i was so happy and just like it was such a it's such like it's almost one of the things you feel like you held your breath for 30 minutes oh, you know yeah yeah and, and he he definitely gave me the the right kind of initiation to where it was like so drawn out and dramatic you know yeah. like if it if a bird had just ran in and just stuck his head up and me shot him yes i'd have been stoked but it, this was just a different kind of thing it yeah was cool and what else was cool is that we did this all with mouth calls, like no, yeah. no, like no diaphragms, nothing, just the sound of your voice. You know that that was fun. Uh, I've worked on my turkey call my whole life because it's something that's just kind of fun to do. It is fun, man. And uh, yeah, I was in. thinking at one point it just hit me, like you know, sometimes you just have this like thing that just kind of tickles you, man. And I was sitting there thinking, dude, we are two grown men. Out in the woods, making the highest pitches of, <laughs> with our voices we possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> so it, we had a we had a blast, and and uh, I, we won't go into the rest of the story because we're going to work this film up pretty quick and get it out and let you guys 
uh, give us some thoughts on it and maybe let us know what a turkey being spooked sounds like. But we did have more success <laughs> throughout did. the rest of the trip in some dirty footage. Oh. And uh, so it's going to be it's going to be released hopefully pretty soon. I got uh, I've got a pretty busy week coming up, but we're going to do the best we can to to kind of work that out pretty quick and you know keep it during turkey season when you're thinking about it and you maybe you'll you know go man i wish i was those guys for once (laughs) (laughs) um but uh i'm excited about it and we had a blast we got some unbelievable pictures turkeys are just photographic man because they're extremely beautiful and ugly nasty at the same time yeah it's really weird like just it is a turkey's weird. Turkey's head is a funny, weird thing, man. It is. I don't like touching them. Do you not? Mm-mm. It reminds me a lot of cold deer tallow. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's what it, it's kind of like that a yeah. little bit. I don't know. They're 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 an interesting critter, dude. They and are. Like, another thing I found out is that each turkey, like when you look at them for 40 yards, they look like the same bird. You mm-hmm. can tell males and females, but then when you get close. Man, there's a lot of individuality to a turkey. There is. Different colors, different things on their on their feathers. Like, uh, you know, you're you well, not to give away too much, there may have been another turkey, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh and one of them had like a really weird toe, yeah. you know? Like you pointed out a lot you're just more observant than me on detailed stuff like that, but like you pointed out a lot of pretty cool stuff. Like, for instance, another turkey that we saw maybe really close up um had Two, or maybe this was your turkey, uh, had two uh, oh, yeah, tail feathers. First. The first, the very middle tail feathers didn't have a bar that the rest of them had. Yeah, they were just like solid, that brown model. Brown, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, super cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Um, we are on the way home now, so, of course, there's the, there's a little bit of drag going on. Yeah, but. and we decided to get on this podcast pretty quick, just that way... A, we weren't too sleepy to do it, and and B, just because it's fresh in our minds. As soon as we left the gate of the property, Tyler was like wanting to like just rehash it. And was like, dude, just whip out the headphones and let's do this thing uh, right now. It was so epic. Like, we we'll probably we'll probably do like a little quick turkey special whenever we release the film, just to kind of tell the rest of the story on the podcast. Yeah, for those sure. Of you yeah, don't it's a good see. idea. But uh, there was some really cool moments, especially this morning uh, again, and uh, like. Overall, for you, like I've still ha- got sticks in my hair. By the way, I'm pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got a shower this morning. Uh, so, you know, like a, you came in with this a certain kind of thought about the things, and you said that you might have changed some of your thinking. What, like, how do you, what, what exactly you mean by that? Uh, I guess. Like, I, I just, I get it a little bit better. Yeah. Like I. Like I said before, it's not like I looked down on people for really liking the turkey hunting, but it's just not something I understood, you know. And we were talking about this before we left. Look at all them Canadian geese. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this um, Canada geese. I, was, I, was, I didn't want to correct you. But <laughs> sorry, Luke. I, sorry, I knew, man. I knew there was somebody that might listen that way. You had the most epic, uh, I don't know what you call that in a nice way, but uh, you had the most epic... <laughs> battle verbal yeah. battle with him yeah no it was in, in a friendly way it right? was yeah. yeah um you got anyways, him pretty good <laughs> yeah I, did. I got that dude it's um, right. he's uh, he's a good dude yeah but um so back to the turkeys and like trying to understand like the concept of like you know traditional turkey hunting um i ta- like i told you it's a lot like european soccer because so many people go crazy about it it can't be that many people wrong, right? There are that mm-hmm. many people who are just like are just so off track with what's cool. And um, I went to Costa Rica for a high school trip, like a biology trip, in the summer before my senior year, and it was the World Cup, and it was the first time Costa Rica, I think, had ever made the World Cup, maybe in a really long time, I don't know, <laughs> but like the whole country was going nuts about <laughs> soccer, and like. I finally kind of got it whenever I was down there for it. And that's kind of what this was for me. Like, I finally understand what it's about. It's There's not, like, a a crazy trophy to walk away with. There's no, like, you know, with whitetails, like, there's always this incremental scale of of inches. And, like, there's 140 class and there's 160 class and so on and so forth. And there's there's dudes somewhere that you'll never get to hunt killing 200s, you know, whatever. Well, there's nobody out there it's like killing 
turkeys with 18 inch beards that you you know you'll just dream of and never be able to do it right like they're all the big <clears throat> ones are kind of about the same yeah so it's not about the trophy much at all but at the same time it is it's just that the trophy's so much more attainable yeah and it's kind of a the, realistic yeah uh, kind of a every every man's kind of game you well, know it's it, it lets you kind of concentrate on the other stuff which we get that with whitetail sometimes especially since we have done like the ground game thing rattling and all that kind of stuff but turkeys is just that it's it's about the call in and it's about like the experience of the bird coming in and then sharing it with somebody like i can like i can't imagine doing that by myself and it being near the fun that it is mm. doing it with somebody else and then having camp to go back to and talk about it with somebody else you know like that camaraderie aspect i think in turkey hunting is probably one of the biggest like times i've felt that yeah man i mean it started with uh fishing the brazos river yeah. you know i mean and it and it ends with us fist bumping this morning you know yeah. and like and that's another thing is like you don't see many guys go like oh i'm a solo turkey hunter you know yeah. like it, it's not about that it's and whereas like there's a ton of guys that hunt by themselves for whitetails because two people moving around and smelling and everything like that is twice the amount of noise and everything else going on mm-hmm. so and uh, along with that the trophy aspect a lot of times there's a lot of greed involved with, with yeah. whitetails oh, yeah. and sharing a stand with somebody you know it's kind of hard to give up the, like give up the shooter um position right. you know with turkeys it's like yeah man i mean yeah. i shot more than you did this weekend but you've killed a few more turkeys than me and i'm kind of green and excited you know and yeah. not that you weren't excited but like i was just you, taking it in yeah. dude it was so awesome man. And, and and really like i got to film some too and like dude laying down epic footage is just oh it's, it's so cool it, it's so like it's such a, <laughs> it's so it makes you so proud of yourself I know. You know? yeah um but dude, and another thing I was, another point I was going to make uh, as to what you're saying, like with the Costa Rica thing, and, and you finally understood it. I feel like that um, sometimes, if you see something that everybody's freaking out about, that taking a look, kind of diving in, and seeing what the hype is about, and and like going. Ah, this is pretty cool. Like I did that with that kombucha tea on the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I mean, there's something. Okay, so we talked to. Uh, john recently on the podcast and he we, we remember like when we got off we we're like that dude is hype dude. oh john lusk yeah, yeah. yeah and so like i'm thinking that just hype people so like they say laughter is contagious mm-hmm. yawning is contagious like people doing things are contagious so people doing fun things with other people you know and having it enjoying time outside like that man uh like you said the camaraderie aspect and just being hype, man, about that, maybe that's that's part of the, the fun, too. Like, oh, hype I creates hype, you know? Like, 100%, man. Like, here's the thing. Uh, I think if we'd have just shot Jake's all weekend, we'd be just as hype. Oh, yeah, I know? guarantee you, dude. And, and that's the cool part is it's it's just a really fun thing to do. It is. You know? Uh, there's there's hardly anything better than, like, the last 20 yards of a turkey strutting in. Ooh. <sighs> that is just too cool, man. Ooh too cool whenever i don't know dude whenever they like just crumple <laughs> not not in like the gruesome way are you talking about like this morning yeah <laughs> in it like the like the it's over way mm-hmm. it's like oh my goodness it's, it's it's like the what is how is this described like there's not there's a huge buildup and then all of a sudden it's just like the cord is severed okay you're hitting on something that I've always I've always thought, and I was I was wanting to wrap this up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep All on right, here. Let's roll with it. Okay, so the people you know, like the cha- the challenge in turkey hunting is a a lot of times it's you know the calling. You've got mm-hmm. the calling. You've got the um, which I guess they you know people say easterns are harder than rios. I don't know. Maybe they're right. They're all kind of turkeys, right? Yeah. But um, the 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 challenge is either calling. Um, it is um it could be like uh, um shooting a tom over jake mm-hmm. or a big beard or you know or whatever big spurs or uh like a lot of people like weapon of choice so like bow would be diff- more difficult than shotgun right yeah but there i've i've filmed a guy shoot turkeys with a bow shoot at them at least and hit hit them not in deadly spots too and they th- there's just something about like what you're saying, that 
shotgun being such an abrupt break to like birds making oh, noises yeah. and stuff. And it's just like, it's like a moment it's over. Like one moment it's over. It's either over or it's not. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and with a bow, it's like I'm going to shoot and then he's going to run off a little bit and then he's going to, you know, a lot of times. And there's just something about like that I like. And I'm a, I'm a bow hunter to the core mm-hmm. with a lot of things. But there is something about a shotgun just breaking the silence of a of a nice beautiful morning like this morning with no wind and just quiet and all of a sudden it's like you know at that moment if it's over or not (laughs) it's this this is kind of maybe a weird way to put it but have you ever been like in church and the preacher's reading like a really compelling scripture and then the you know like somebody closes the bible hard like that or whatever (laughs) that's kind of what it's like like that that uh I don't know, like that finish of that was it, you <laughs> yeah. know, like that's that's the closing right there. As opposed yeah. to like what a bow would be, would be the the <laughs> preacher not saying a prayer, but everybody kind of thinks that they're uh, they've been released now, like yeah. they're released or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just thought I would say I've always thought that I, I've told my I told my dad that like years and years ago after I shot a turkey, I was like, you know what, like bow hunting would be cool on these things but there's just something about when that shotgun goes off and just hopping up and running out there man mm-hmm. that's like you know that's just cool man i just i don't know what it, it's hard to explain but yeah it's super cool um you know what man we have been kind of running a contest it's been kind of on the deal we haven't said a whole lot about it but on the podcast every once in a while but for an onyx premium membership for the next year um, and that is uh, by commenting on our On Fire film. Mm-hmm. And we have a winner. Ooh. We we have decided that we have a winner. And, man, there wasn't a, a whole lot of comments. I mean, I, I guess you guys just aren't really duck hunters, but that's fine. Uh, so the guys that put in for this thing or that commented on it stood a pretty good chance. Um, so do you want to give us the honor of reading or of revealing who that who the is who, oh my goodness I can't talk <laughs> of who won the Onyx Premium Membership that is one Chase Prince Chase Prince Chase Prince congrats dude so you have won it uh, make sure and send us an email through the website or just get in touch with us uh, with a DM on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and we will send that your way man that's right and speaking of YouTube. Be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel and be following along this week because we might have two legit things dropped this week, right? Yeah. We've got a uh, shed hunting film. I'm which, thinking that by the time you listen to this, the shed hunting film will be live. Yeah, so go watch that right now. Yeah. Um, uh, not not too fast. Right? Just, yeah, just yeah. a couple minutes Just like well, listening to the end of this and then go, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyways, yeah, go watch the shed hunting thing. It's probably not going to be super cinematic or anything. It's just like us having fun running around like crazy um finding dead hits yeah finding a bunch of those uh and then uh kind of contrasting to that this is going to be probably a pretty cinematic production of turkey hunting yeah it's it's got a lot of slow-mos a lot of epic stuff yeah casey had a good idea man because uh we just wanted to we wanted to do the cinematic turkey thing a little bit you know it's just i've been i've been kind of itching to to kind of do the artsy side of of production. That's kind of near to your heart, though, right? That's yeah, like what you really like. Like exactly, the, the vlog thing is kind of easier to put together, and it works really good for deer hunt season when we go on thirty six deer hunts, right? Yeah. But um, man, there's something too like slowing down and really getting some great shots. Yeah, I just feel like it does a lot of justice to the animal and nature and outdoors and tradition that we might have and these things and yeah so anyway casey had a good idea to, to to do it that way and that's what we did and uh i think there's some beautiful shots including or if not to just completely say the one this morning mm. was epic oh so, it's so cool i don't even know how we're gonna show that except for in replay like 400 times but <laughs> anyway uh yeah thanks guys for listening uh if you're on the front end of turkey season man i wish you luck and um if you're if you're done with turkeys or you're not going to do turkeys then you need to go fishing and i wish you luck in that as well so anyway thanks for listening uh catch us here in the next few days on another podcast Uh, god bless you guys and remember this is your element living it
Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.